Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. The Sporting Capital right around Australia on SEN. Cam Luke here and, of course, NFL on SEN Monday mornings from 5am and then the armchair experts NFL style. 11.30, 7, mate, hosted by this man, Benny Graham, who joins us. Still the only man. I love this intro, Benny. I'll never get sick of it. Only man to play in an AFL grand final and a Super Bowl. Brother, how you holding up? <laughs> uh, good afternoon, Cam. Good, mate. Yeah, good. This NFL season, it just keeps throwing up more and more challenges for teams and results unexpected, but we're getting down to the pointy end now with only five, six weeks to go. Monday Night Football. Okay, let's start there. Tom Brady, you know that I want to see history made where the Bucks play in a home Super Bowl, but any time. He's in prime time. He's now 1-3 and three this year, and I think the Rams are slightly underrated, to be fair. But every time Tom Brady and the Bucks play a big game, they lose. Should we be losing confidence that they can get the job done come the playoffs? Well, this is a big question about the Bucks, and they've got a big assignment this week, actually, uh, after the loss against the Rams, they play the Chiefs mm. before the bye. So for those that uh, are looking forward to the Buccaneers playing in Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl, this could be a bit of a preview. But no, you're right. Tom Brady in prime time this year hasn't been at his best. It's sort of the Tom Brady we saw in the Saints loss and even back week one when you could really tell they suffered from not spending that time the preseason and the training camp together. But yeah, this um, the fallout from this game though it's actually uh, a little bit of sore loser about it from from Tom and then Bruce Arians his comments in the media. You know, got to remember who he's talking about: six-time Super Bowl winning champion that he is. But uh, it just adds to the theatre, doesn't it? It does. I thought not. Well, before we get to the non-handshake and some of the uh, unsportsmanlike uh, interaction or non-interaction there, is it Brady or is it the team, the cast of in particular offensive crew that we thought was going to be great for him that haven't quite been delivering? Is this is this fully on Brady, the fact that they have struggled to win these big games? No, well, he's playing his part, obviously. And, and as much as when they win, he plays his part when they lose. He threw a couple of interceptions. Mm. He'd love to have those throws back. It just doesn't seem like the game plan quite right now is suiting him. He's got some extraordinary weapons. We know Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, uh, Gronkowski's back. And the running game, it's actually been quite solid, but they're costing themselves mistakes, fumbles, interceptions. So I'm sure that the Tom Brady we know and love and respect, we'll see, we'll, well, we hope to see the best of him uh, down the stretch. But big challenge this week against uh, the Chiefs. Um, but, you know, the Buccaneers are right 
they're obviously in the playoff hunt. If the playoffs were played this week, um, they're the sixth seed, so they would take on the Green Bay Packers, but obviously a lot yet to play out. Let's talk about the Rams, actually. Of course, Jared Goff. Uh, quarterback this team to a Super Bowl two years ago and lost to Tom Brady, in fact, and the Pats. But they are 7-3 and three now. Are they underrated? Have we underrated them? Well, absolutely we have. Mm. I mean, we, we, we talk about them in context of the NFC West, not as a team in their own right when we talk about, you know, the Chiefs and the Steelers and maybe the Saints and the Seahawks. But they have been underrated and the question marks over their offense, but they were... They were fantastic against the Bucks defense, which have been pretty good this year too. Um, to think that Jared Goff uh, used his wide receivers the way he did against that defense, and when you look at their three losses, they're sitting now at seven and three. Now they lost by a field goal in overtime against the Bills. It was a one-score game against the 49ers, which they couldn't really get anything mm-hmm. going on offense. And the other one was the Dolphins during their five-game winning stretch. So, you know, when you think about their performance on the weekend uh, against the Buccaneers, Aaron Donald probably had his worst game for the year, <laughs> which is a fantastic signs for Rams. And like we talked about with the Bucks, if the playoffs were played tomorrow, the Rams are the second seed. They jump from the third in the NFC West to top, but second seed in the NFC. It's... Uh, you know, I think that they're going to get uh, a lot more love in the next few weeks. And they, you know, they've got some winnable games too coming up. 49ers, Cardinals, Patriots, Jets. So the Rams are going to be there about. Benny Graham joins us, NFL star, of course, part of the armchair experts, 7 mate, 11.30 on Monday mornings. Look. Let's touch on the Chiefs because they're the reigning Super Bowl champions. They've got all the pressure on them. Mahomes is a freak. And they played a pretty good game. And by that, I mean the Raiders were brilliant. But the ease of which Patrick Mahomes on that last drive that ended with Kelsey with the catch to be able to win the game, it is remarkable. Surely it isn't as easy as he made that last drive look. (laughs) Uh, Well, but that's... That's the Chiefs' offense mm-hmm. in a nutshell. And, and the Raiders couldn't do anything about it. And you, we must give the Raiders some credit because they're almost flawless on offense themselves. Derek Carr had an extraordinary game. I mean, he threw an interception late, but that was when he was trying to win the game. But he would have been on the sideline just shaking his head at that last drive. I mean, it was it's becoming... It, it's It's... I mean, as a Chiefs fan, you wouldn't want to see these games come down to the last drive or the, you know a one-score game every single week because sooner or later, later, you're going to get beaten. But if there was a quarterback in the league, you would want to lead your team and a comeback win in the fourth quarter. It's Patrick Mahomes. And he is uh, yeah, MVP in the back pocket already. But, you know... And, does, does it, just on that, Benny, does it leave them vulnerable? Offense. I think they're the best team in the in the NFL, and they won it last year. Very similar, playing from behind against the 49ers in the Super Bowl. But does it leave them? Is that their one vulnerability, that they allow themselves to fall in a deficit at different times? Yes. Yes, that is exactly right. And when the Raiders beat them early in the year, that's exactly what happened. Uh 
what they do need is to improve their running game. And it was very good early in the season when they needed it to be, when Patrick Mahomes really wasn't firing on all cylinders. But we saw signs, you know, against the Raiders this just week gone that Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you know, he only had the 69 yards, but a couple of touchdowns. Le'Veon Bell had seven carries and a touchdown. So they're becoming a more well-rounded offense, not just relying on, on Patrick Mahomes, which is a challenge for defenses. But in these close games that we see Kansas City uh, encountering, you know, there's, they've really only had the one blowout victory, two, two blowout victories this year against the Broncos and the Jets, which are expected. The rest of them have been quite close. Mm-hmm. And, They've got a relatively easy schedule um, down in the last six weeks. So I'd imagine what well, passed the Bucks this week, but I'd imagine once they fully get firing on all cylinders, that we'll see a couple of uh, blowouts and Patrick at his best. Steelers undefeated. Didn't have to do a great deal. I know Mike Tomlin put it on the agenda last week. Hey, we're not, we're not, we're not in college. We're not playing an easy conference. This is the NFL, and then. Well, they got a field goal to kickstart the game, the Jags, and the rest of it was history. But talking underrated, like, are they going to use this? Because I'm assuming that even in the United States right now, they are probably not considered one of the top two teams when it comes to Super Bowl betting. If you went to Vegas right now, and you could probably look it up, but they are 10 and zip. Should they have a little chip on their shoulder that they're not getting enough respect? I think they'd enjoy that, okay. actually. Um, they know the Chiefs are the ones to beat. They are reigning Super Bowl champions. Yes, they're 10-0. and 0. Uh, And, look, they've, they've had a relatively easy schedule, and it's been a little bit, uh, obviously, upset by the COVID situation. And, and we know even this week against the Ravens on Thanksgiving that that is in jeopardy given the Ravens' mm-hmm. COVID outbreak at their facility. But uh, the old saying, you can only beat who you play, and they've done that 10 times this year. The Ravens, they're going to come out breathing fire. So this is a big test for the Steelers, um, which I think they'll win. But they look they're well-coached. Ben Roethlisberger is healthy. Their running game's been a little bit stop-start, but James Conner is a good back, and they've always been a fantastic defensive-minded team. So they deserve to be 10-0. and 0. They're not quite yet, in my mind, in the bracket of the Kansas City Chiefs. But, you know, I've got my own little power rankings, and the Chiefs have been number one all year, and the Steelers have been number two all year. It's probably only going to take Steelers to keep winning and the Chiefs to lose for the Steelers to be number one. It's that close. But uh, it's a, if you're a Steelers fan, and there are a lot of Steelers fans out there, if you saw that game in Jacksonville on the weekend, they did have 25% capacity and it was 24% mm. Steelers fans. <laughs> hey, uh, they're a well-supported team. Well, you know, Benny, you and I, well, I tried to have a rule about a month ago on our show that we don't talk about the NFC East, but what traditionally happens in the world we live in, the generation we live in, we get to a point where the really strugglers is the thing we all get kind of attracted to. So I'm going to ask you right now, NFC East, all on three wins. It's going to be, I think, the storyline over the last couple of rounds, last couple of weeks. Who wins it? 
Have you got a prediction right now who wins the worst division in the history of the NFL? <laughs> well, all teams are on three wins. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. And, and to think that a team could make the playoffs with a 5-11 and 11 record is uh, beyond belief. When, when I was doing the playoff picture earlier, and yep, right now the Eagles are the fourth seed, we still have to have the Giants and the Cowboys and Washington in the hunt because anything can happen in that division. Look, I think the Eagles are the better football team, right? They've got the best quarterback in the NFC East with Dak Prescott now out injured. Carson Wentz has struggled, but so have the people around him. I think the coaches, to a degree, have let him down. The offensive line haven't protected him well enough. The running game quite hasn't got going. And the defense just hasn't been able to get the opposition off the field quick enough. I think that they are still the best team in it. The Giants have won the last two games, though, against the Washington and the Eagles before their bye. So they're the challenge. Uh, But then the Cowboys got up and beat the Vikings on the weekend. So, look, we're talking about it for all the right reasons in that it's a competitive division and it's probably the only division that we still are a long way away from knowing who's going to actually win, knowing that only one team's going to come out of the NFC East to make the playoffs. Benny, thank you. Armchair expert, 7 mate, 11.30 Monday morning. We'll see you there and uh, we'll talk some more NFL. Thanks, Cam. Looking forward to it. Benny Graham and all things NFL. Don't forget, NFL on SEN, 5 a.m. Monday morning as well when we get to the game of Sunday afternoon or Sunday night football. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.